0: all right thank you for joining us for our monthly men's stolen lunches bible study we are glad that these brothers made it here today thank you men for joining us on the call today this is the day that the lord has made somebody said i'm just going to rejoice and be glad in it how y'all feeling today y'all all right man i'm so glad that these Men of God joined us today, and boy, do we have a special surprise and treat for you today! We got a man of God that's gonna bring a powerful word today. But we would definitely want to start off the way we always do by going to God in prayer. So, if you don't mind, let's go to God and uh, just thank Him for what He's getting ready to do today. Father God, we thank you now for this opportunity. We thank you for these men, these men of God that has gathered today together to worship and praise you. These men of God that say, I want to be a better leader in my community, in my home, in uh, my family, in everything that I do, in my church, I want to show that uh, the spirit of God leads me, and I want to pour into other people. God, help us today. Send us a mighty word, God. Use us as an instrument for your glory. God, we shall forever give your name the praise that we may walk away from this place, God. God, going to do your work winning souls for your son, Jesus Christ. God, we lift you up now, and we thank you for this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I want to start off with a quick word of devotion before we dive right in. I told you we got a special treat today, and I'm so glad this brother was able to join us, and I'm thankful that all of you are here today. So I want to start off with just a quote today, like we always do. Uh i like to start off by declaring and decreeing blessings over our lives. So today says, I declare I am equipped for every good work that God has planned for me. I am anointed and empowered by the creator of the universe. Every bondage, every limitation is being broken off of me. This is my time to shine. I will rise higher, overcome every obstacle, and experience victory like never before. This is my declaration. I declare and decree it. So, brothers, today we're walking in victory. We have been anointed and equipped to do God's work. So I thank you, men of God, for joining us today, man, because God just has a word for you today, and I hope that each and every one of you are blessed by that. What better way to start off our day than to come together praying and giving God thanks for the great things that he's done in our lives. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in and get started. This brother right here, from the moment that uh, me and him met, it was an instant connection. And I'm so glad that he was uh, able to join us today when I asked him to come and lead. He did not hesitate and say I would count it an honor uh, to be with you, brother, sharing what God has placed on our heart. Uh, his name is Michael, but we, I call him Doc. We got Brother Doc figures with us today. He's a doctor and uh, he's on staff um, leading ministry at the Nations Forward Church. But I was glad that he was able to be with us today. So please put your hands together and let's welcome Doc as he sends a word from God. Well, I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. And, uh, and my name is Mike Fingers. Everybody calls me job. Uh, that's just an affectionate term there. And uh, I uh, hail from uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, been here about 14 years. As you said, I'm
1: a member of the nation's board. I'm a
0: staff to there of the But more than anything else, more than any credentials, I'm a man who loves God. Loves God, loves his word, walking with him since, well, 19, wow. 81, uh, I did minister minister, uh, 92. More than that, I understand and I understood clearly that my calling, my assignment from God is to be in a trick to me, encourage it to men of God, encourage to those who started walking in the faith and they've gotten a little shape, those who've been walking in the faith and strong and needing others in the faith. And that's what my life is all about. Today we're going to talk about specifically for us, brother, amen. I, I hope I can read you. Am I, am I okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, all right. Ask you move the tables around because I'm going to pass out just some notes here, but this is just a reference for us to uh, work from today. We're going to talk about what it means to be a man after God's own heart, And uh, we're going to come from several scriptures. There you go. Got it. And uh, just a little bit closer. Okay. I'm one that um, my, when I was in school, my favorite kind of teacher was one that didn't just stand and lecture for 45 minutes and expect everybody to be attentive and everybody to like what they're saying. But my favorite kind was always the one who had interaction from everybody else or at least opened it up by And still to this day, that's my favorite kind of class. And when I teach, whenever I understand when I preach, then I have to speak to the But But anytime I'm in a setting like this, I'd love to hear from you as well because your stories, your faith walk, your experiences help all of us to grow. Amen. How many of you know that we all have experiences in life? And we all grow from them. So that's what this is all about this morning. I'm going to give each one of you one of these. And I hope you brought the Bible Or you got your phones. you got the Bible on the phone. If not, then we'll help you out here. But uh, so you can help me out with finding some scriptures. And if you'll just go ahead and get whatever scripture that's on your, uh, that's, the, that's that brother right there. Yeah. And when I call for it, you, uh, you got one more time? Anybody else you want? When well, I call for that one, if you'll just be ready just to read it to us, that way we won't have to flip as much. Uh, you're welcome to go to any of these scriptures. But we're ready to go talk this morning. A man after God's own heart, talking about Brother David. Okay? And the uh, first thing I want to say is that a lot of times when we read the Bible and we read about men in the Bible, because they're in the Bible, we think a lot of times that they're any different than we were and than we are. And those brothers and those men back in those days, although they were once captured in God, I always say made the Bible, but they were brothers just like us. They had issues, they had problems, they had challenges, they had people who loved them, they had people who didn't like them, and we're the same way today. The thing that I love is that in God's word, he addresses, there's not hardly anything you can name or you can come up with that God has not addressed in his word. That's why he says, study and show yourself approved unto God, work that you need not be ashamed, but write the in the word of truth. He said that because he knew that any challenge that we had, uh, that we encounter, that is right here in the Word. We're going to talk a little bit about David. Now, there are are 63 chapters in the Bible that's written about David. There's 59 references that's made just in the New Testament alone about David. And 73 of the Psalms, of the 150 Psalms, were written by David. So we'd be here a little while if we tried to delve into David's life and go through, you know, the chronicles of his life. But we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a little background about David and who God saw him as. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take what David represents, the characteristics that he lived by,
1: and see how we can
0: apply those same things to our lives every day to make us better fathers, to make us better husbands, better brothers, better men of God. That's what it's all about. A lot of times we get, we get real deal. I remember one time my brother, dropped the Bible, and we went to church, I dropped the Bible, and he made this big scene. So we was in church, and I dropped the Bible, like it was a shrine or something, you know what I mean? And what I learned as I began to grow is that this book by itself is nothing but paper. But the spirit of what we get out of this is what enhances my life and what makes me strong. So that's why we're going to delve into this. Talk a little bit about David. You'll turn to First uh, Samuel chapter 16. i uh, going to read a couple of verses here. I'll read this first one then you guys will be, be able to help me with the rest of them. Okay. Uh, chapter 16, verse 10. And I, I, got, I, I always have more than one kind of Bible just in case somebody wants a different kind of version. I like to start off with the King James Version, but if you want a different version or you have a different version on your phone, that's perfectly fine, too. All right. This was during the time when Saul was king and Saul began to disobey God. And then God sent Samuel the prophet, said, look, I've rejected Saul it's time for me to put a new king in place. All right. And so what Samuel was doing was his due diligence as a prophet, go and find this new king, or find this new the, the new king that God was gonna put in place. How many of you know? Sometimes God tells you something to do, and you really won't know exactly how to do it until you get there. Yeah. yeah. You can get to the place you can. God's gonna God's gonna bless you with this new home, but you gotta go look for. it. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go look for it. And so what happened is that Samuel was out. He went up to the sons of Jesse. Because they had eight sons. And David just happened to be the youngest one. But David was one of those peculiar guys that was always kind of, they called him strange, but while everybody else was at the dinner table, he was still out tending sheep. He was out feeding the lambs. He was that kind of guy. And a lot of times when we grew up, some of us, we kind of felt like we were the outside guy too. But actually what it was that we were special in God's eyesight. Yeah. And so what he did was he put us in a situation where it seemed like we were strange, but we really were not strange. We were just different because of God. And that's how David was. Well, long story short, what, what, what Samuel was doing, he said, Jesse, I need you to pass all your sons by. And sometimes looks can be deceived. All of his sons came by. Someone was strong. Someone was handsome. Someone was buffed up like you guys, all these muscles, you know. But after seven sons, yeah, I know, right? After seven sons passed by, after seven sons passed by, God still told the prophet, and none of these the one. Do you have anybody else? Any other sons in your family?
1: uh got, got
0: my youngest son, but he out in the sheep. No, I'm sure he ain't the one you're looking for. Go get it. Bring him here. That's who I want to see. Brought David from out in the sheep field, put him right out in front. As soon as he got there, he looked and he said, you know what? It ain't got nothing to do with Moses. And it ain't got nothing to do with Calvin's, although David was a good-looking man, but it didn't have to do with that. He said, this one is the one that God has put his spirit on. Likewise, gentlemen. We are who God has put his spirit on. Back in the Bible days, the spirit did not dwell inside of man, nor actually dwelt on man uh, all the time. Well, what happens is that the spirit of God will come and he will dwell he will dwell on this brother listening brother. Tim, 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 he would dwell on Tim and Tim would do mighty exploits before the people so that God could be glorified. And then that spirit would lift up up. After Jesus came and after the day of Pentecost Then the Spirit came to dwell among us, not only that, but after Jesus left, he came to do what? Dwell inside of us. He could have chosen anything else or anybody else to dwell in, but he chose these earthen vessels. That's another whole message by itself, brothers. And that's deep, when you start thinking about God chose us to dwell inside. So the fullness of God is living inside of us today. But I'm going to move on back to David so that we can stay, stay, stay on course here. Bible reads that David was a young man. He was the youngest of, uh, of, of uh, Jesse's sons. He was a good-looking guy. Uh, he was ruddy, which means that, you know, he had been work, work, working out in the field, so he had a tan, you know. And so, um, but the thing is that God chose David and favored him. And said, so you're going to be king. You're going to be the one to rule over Israel. A lot of times when God speaks something, we think that the day he speaks it or the next day for sure that it's going to happen. But well, we're going to look at how David matriculated from the time he was called and anointed to the man that he became after he became king. Okay, The Bible says that the Spirit of God dwelled with him always. He was one of those few men. Moses was one. Uh, John the Baptist was one. And David, that the Spirit of God in those days dwelled on all the time. Always was with him, and he did mighty exploits. He was a man after God's own heart. We're going to delve and see what that means man of the God's own heart. First of all, David was chosen, but not only that, he was favored. Have you ever encountered anybody that you could tell that they were just special to God? The way they talk, somehow when they walk in a room, they commanded your attention. Somehow when they start talking, even if it wasn't something you knew a whole lot about, you just start listening because you knew something was different about this cat. And even when there there are times when you encounter people who are not even born again yet, not even, don't even know, now, I'm Let me give you a classic example. I met this guy a long time ago at a Martin Luther King's parade, King's Day parade. He didn't know me. I didn't really know him other than the radio, okay? we used to listen to flower radio, all right? We met through a, a mutual friend, uh, Charisse, uh, uh, uh Johnson, Bill, uh, Bill Navis, and uh, uh, we, we were introduced, and we spoke for a couple of minutes. But I knew at that very precise moment, I said something about, I don't know him. I know he's on the radio. There's something different about him. Every one of us, we got something different about us. So it's not just David who's special and who's chosen and who's anointed, but God has chosen every one of us. Just like David has a specific assignment from God. Everybody in this room around this table got a specific assignment from God. My brother, yours is probably different from mine. Yours is probably different from his. But we got one. And once we catch hold of the faith, And name the name of Jesus, we have to also embrace his son. And that's exactly what what David did. Okay, that's just a little background there, but now let's get to the real meat of what, what, what we're talking about today. This is where I need you guys to chime in. And that is let's talk about those characteristics about David that makes us want to keep studying him, keep reading him, keep looking at his life, keep going back and using him as an example as to what we can be. Let's look at some of these characteristics, and we're going to move kind of fast. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I want you to chime in. I call, I, there's something every time I teach I call a MOS, and that is a one-minute story. When I ask you for an example or I ask you something that's on your heart or something that touched you, a or, or spark, an experience that you had, we want you to share it, okay? But we want you to kind of, kind of give us the clip, clip note version, all right? You know, we can get details sometimes, go on and on and on. Give us the this, this short version so we can get the meat of it and relate it, and then we can move on, all right? Okay, good, 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 good. One of the things that David had and that he was, and it was so evident in all of his, all the scriptures about him, is that he trusted God and he was patient. He trusted God and he was patient. Who has uh, Psalms 91, uh, verse 1 and 2? You got that? Read that for us nice and loud. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He
2: who dwells in the shelter of both sides, Will abide the shadow of the I will sing the Lord. my rest my
1: forces. My
0: God. Ah, uh, uh,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: And I
0: want you to jump right on over to Psalms twenty-seven and read one through four, if you don't mind.
2: Good. Okay.
0: Yep. Got that.
2: The Lord is my life, mm-hmm. and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me, devour me. It is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. And though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident one thing I ask from the Lord is only do I speak that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to speak in him. Those
0: are the words of David, and that came straight from his heart. Anybody in here ever had any trouble in your life? Anybody ever had any problems yeah. since you've been born again? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me when I first got saved that the sky was not going to be bright all the time. Nobody told me that I wasn't going to have have challenges that was going to sometimes make me question my faith. David had challenges, too. He was anointed and he was favored of God. But David had a rough life. After he was anointed king, he had a rough life. And the thing is that somebody was always chasing after him. Somebody was always accusing him. David literally had to run from Saul after he was anointed. God put him in the house so he can learn how to be a king, put him in the house of the king so he can learn how to be a king. But even while he was in the house of the king, just like sometimes the preachers get assigned get, get to churches, and they think because God has given me a church, and he's given me a congregation of 5,000 members, I ain't going to have no problem. Everybody's going to love me every Sunday. They're going to love me. They're going to love my sermon. They're going to love the decisions i make. made. They're going to like everything about me because God put me there. That's when you really, really you get to meet all your opposition and your challenge. Yeah. Folks were jealous of David because he was favored. Folks were jealous of him, and they fought him merely because he was favored of God. He ran from Saul for 13 years. 13 years Saul was at the dinner table, just having straight-up dinner, and he just, all of a sudden an evil spirit come on Saul, and he'll just throw a, a javelin over there and try to, try to kill him. All of this was what David was encountering after he was told he was going to be king, but he had not yet can claim the thorn, throne yet. And so many of us, after God gives us an assignment, after he tells us what he wants us to do, that's when it seems like times get worse, times get hard, get lost that job. God, you just told me that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire. You just told me I'm going to own my own business. You just told me that I'm going to have peace in my life. Fifteen-year-old kids start acting up and going crazy. Anybody got any of those that got Four up. Although, Fly so tried to give me five the other day. Him and Jay tried to give me five boys, uh, but I got four. I got four. Old one's 25, the youngest one's uh, 17. And how many of you know that any 17-year-old boy at that time, there's two things that's happening. They, they know everything, and every girl between the ages of 12 and 25 with little, and that's the way my, tw- my 17-year-old feels right along yeah. and now. And I felt the same way when I was, when I was growing up. But trouble comes in the light in your life when, when the devil knows that God has targeted you and God has favored you and he's assigned you and you've embraced that assignment, that's when that trouble starts coming. That's when those challenges start coming. And anybody, uh, I'll give an example or you got a story that's something that comes to your mind of some ch- – after you got saved and you, you didn't expect this out of nowhere, but you had to trust God, even in the midst of it, you had to trust him. Anybody got a, a, a
1: situation? Anybody got a story? You want to share it. Do Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. job. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. David knew all so well how, uh, what that was like. Because even after he was told he was going to be king, everything around him told him, that, no, you ain't going to be king. Because Saul, the king at the time, was out to kill him. Likewise, but David had something inside of him that he couldn't deny, and that is his love and his trust for God. He was patient. From the time David was told that he was going to be king to the time that he sat on the throne, that was 14 years. So patience is one of those other things that we get from, 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 from David. Because sometimes when God tells you something, I promise you something, God, you said I was going to get a house. You said I was going to have the house I want. Okay, Lord, every time I get ready to go and I, I put in this application, things just don't kind of go my way. Does that mean God lied? No. But what God does through our situations and our challenges, is teaches us what? Patience. I think sometimes this trouble brings about it, it's like a lot of times you uh, know that God has promised you stuff. Know, you know that uh, what well, God has
2: uh, anointed at the point that you do, you go and walk into it, but it don't happen the way you think it <laughs> Exactly. Sometimes it does happen. You say, okay, for example, Lord, you told me I was going to get free of God, if you told me that I was going to go in this direction on the job, and you lose the job, you're like, what happened? Actually, God may be pushing you into doing all this. Exactly. By doing something. So when that trouble comes, it makes you stronger and a better person, and it brings out a chance to this you that you really didn't know you possessed. Exactly. And that yeah. hindsight, when you look back on it, you say, okay,
0: now, God, I yeah. understand now why I went through what I went
3: through.
2: Yeah, Because yeah. it made me a better person. So at the time, I wasn't ready to just which you had for me, but now I am. That exactly. I see why I had to go through this way. See, one thing about us is when God promised stuff,
0: he'll do it. Yep. So yep. we don't get to choose how we did it. Exactly. You know, exactly. sometimes we'll
2: go all around the way to get there. but so we did there, And he'll give us a lesson in it in order for us to share with somebody else who's about to go through the same thing. Exactly. So that struggle exactly. brings us about faith
0: says something so pertinent and so applicable, Brother Fly, and that is that the, the making of us many times is not even for us, but it's for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the trouble that we go through after we've come through it, the Bible says it this way, it says, count it all joy yeah. when you encounter diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith with patience, and that patience have its perfect worth, that you may be, what, full, entire, and lacking anything. And the other part of that is that after I become mature or after I, become, uh, I go through that experience, then I can help my brother who's just now encountering that same situation. And you can sit back, not in gloating, but you can say, you know what, I went through that same thing, and it wasn't easy. I, you know, I doubted at the moment. I, I, you know, I wavered a little bit, but God kept me focused, and I came on through that thing. But now I can encourage my brother to Why? Because now he's going through the same thing, and I've, I've, I've come through that. So that's, that's so
1: that's so 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 important.
0: Great. So we we just like David, we need to number one be patient when we're going through, and we need to trust God. We need to put our trust in him and believe that whatever he said, he cannot lie, he definitely can't fail. Let's look at the second one right there, guys. And it says that David was a strong leader and he was a brave warrior. Somebody read Psalms twenty seven, one and three, and I think that's the same one that that's that, uh, three of the verses that you have. But whoever who has that one, go ahead and read that, sir. What's your name again? Yeah.
4: Okay. All right, so it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident.
0: What requires of us, men of God, is that we be strong. When God told Joshua to be strong, he told him three times, in the same chapter. Be strong. Be of good courage. Be strong and be courageous. Okay? He said, fear not. But what's the difference? Somebody can say, okay, I'm strong. I'm strong. In my own strength, I can be fooling myself. I can be trying to work up myself. But what he's saying, be strong in my strength. Our assignment from God is that all of us as men of God feel strong in his strength. Why? Because God made us to be the examples, in other words, to be that image of him in the earth. The world ain't got nobody else to look on but us. Nobody else will. The only Jesus that they'll see is us. The only leaders that they'll see is us. And that's why it's so important that we be like David and that we'll be strong leaders and we'll be strong and we we'll be brave. Remember the whole story of Goliath. We won't go through it this morning. But David was a 16-year-old boy. He was a sheep herder. All his other brothers was older. All these men out there in the army, you know, you the army? they got on all this armor stuff and all this heavy stuff all over him. This is how they fight, and this is where they go in every day. David didn't have none of that. He said, even when they tried to put it on him, he said, oh, I can't do none of this. I got to go in what God gave me. He took a did did the possible songs, and you know what David Elias did. But now think about it. This giant of a man, likewise, when we go from day to day, we face giants in our lives. We face problems. We face situations. Sometimes those giants come in the form of people, the one that's working right next door. Sometimes the one in, in the office that just happened to be your supervisor or the one that you supervise. Those, 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 those Goliaths come in those forms sometimes. So what God says is be strong and be of good courage. We've got to be brave because in order to show our, our sons how to walk in faith, and it doesn't mean that I don't ever get scared. It doesn't mean that I don't ever have, have fear when, when a situation comes up. But it means that in spite of my fear, I keep on walking. It don't mean that that that, that uh, David didn't have any inhibitions at all, but he was still a boy. But he knew that in God, he could plow through. He could make it, and he could, what, take down this giant.
3: Anybody had any giants in your
0: life? Giants in your life? Anybody got
3: something?
0: <laughs> uh, marriage. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: employment. Uh, I mean, you know, entrepreneurship. um, Education. I mean, it, it's plenty, plenty. I, I, I'm respecting you right now, brother, because there are so many guys, brothers, who've been in the face and in the face. Now they would have never said marriage. And, and a little later on, we're gonna we going we gonna talk about another catalyst update. They were very much man. You already know that. Very very much man. But many times, what we do is I let my, what's your name, my brother Josh. Good name, man. Good name. I let Brother Joshua see what I want him to see. I let him see the good side. I let him see the strong side of figures.
3: figure.
0: Okay. But that tender side that's going through right now, especially in the area of marriage, but, you know, we as men, we, we're supposed to have that together. You know, when it comes down to women, when it comes down to raising our kids, we supposed to have all that together. And sometimes the very thing that we need strength on, this brother already got the words of life for him. But I'm, I, I won't let my guard down. I'm too what? I'm covering myself too much. I'm shielding who I think I am so much that the very words of life that helped me get through. Why? Because he may have gone through himself. Sometimes I won't show who that is. I won't. I won't divulge that to my brother. And that's when we're going to talk a little later on about you know understanding what it means to value to another brother. And that's accountability and that kind of stuff. But the thing is that when you when you when you, when you mention marriage, that's one of those jobs. That's one of those things that God can take you through. But you've got to be willing to do it God's way. That is to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And then he'll take us the way we ought to go. Uh, when it comes down to being strong, if we bury ourselves in the word of God like we're doing right now, then what God does is he feeds us with the stuff that we need to better our marriage and make us stronger men of God. And sometimes that's just losing some pride. My dad always tell me, son, swallow your pride. I guarantee you're going to have enough left to go on. He said, just swallow that stuff. Just swallow it. Uh, uh, you know, when you first get married, and I've been married 28 years, okay? Yeah. It, 28 years down the road, didn't look like it was year one, two, and three, all right? You're talking about two different people, two different backgrounds, two different places, two different uh, 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 mindsets coming together, becoming one. When God says be strong, he ain't saying be stuck. That don't mean I get into my marriage and all of a sudden only my way goes, only what I say goes. I'm the man. So you need to do what I say. Sometimes to get what you want is to be tender. It's, it's just, say, okay, baby, I'm sorry. Even if you know, you may even know,
1: that, No, that
0: I, 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 did, I, didn't, I didn't burn the pot. But yeah, I apologize. The pot got burned. I, I apologize. Sometimes just to say I'm sorry diffuses a whole lot of stuff. Rather than that, what we call munch stuff. Yeah, I can't say I'm wrong, especially if we know we're right. You know, many times we as brothers, we're no, nah, you going to understand it. <laughs> uh, I'm right in this one, so there ain't that many times that I can say I'm right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to hold my point. But many times just to show a little love, a little tenderness, and swallow some pride, make us that brave, strong warrior like David was. Why? Because the outcome makes everybody around us better. Question, coming, everybody. Cool, 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 Great, 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 great. Let's go to the next one. Ah, favorite one here. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. Uh, uh, got a couple of times, a couple of degrees, but you know what I pride myself on more than any of that stuff?
1: I'm a worship. Yes,
0: yeah. and that's the thing that we as brothers got to learn that we were created to worship. And when we say worship, we don't mean near, we don't mean merely getting in church in this. This is wonderful. You know, shouting, that's wonderful. David shouted until what? his clothes started falling off to him. I'm in front of women. His wife gave him all kind of crap. <laughs> he said, you're showing out in front of these women, coming all out your clothes. You know what you're doing because you know how you feel about women. That's another
1: whole sermon, y'all. We ain't going to go there. <laughs> that's another
0: one there, all right? But he danced out of his clothes. So David was a worshiper. He was a dancer. He was one who gave God praise, but his life was worship. Guys, in order to persuade those around us to really yeah. respect God, to really see God in us, we got to be worshipers in the gym, in food, Lion, When we go down to the city hall, well, we don't do it that way no more. We go online, don't we? Okay. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we got to be worshipers. And that is, if I'm, in, if, if, if I'm in, in, in New York City, where don't nobody know me, if I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where I surely nobody know me, I still got to be a worshiper. Why? Because it's what it's the spirit of my man that touches your heart. I can talk to you all day long. But the Bible says it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. So I can give you all kinds of words and rhetoric. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who can talk real well. And if you, if, you, if, if you listen only to their words, you'll think they know a lot. But what does the spirit of the man say? That's all we got to worship. That I ain't ashamed when I get in church. I give God praise. I ain't ashamed that in the morning before we go to work, everybody in the Figures Clan, we're going to clasp hands and we're going to pray. We're going to cover this day. Yeah. Yeah. Before my wife goes to sleep or even after she's gone to sleep, before I lay my head on my pillow, I'm going to lay my hands on her and I'm going to pray. Cover my wife through the night. Give her restful sleep. Take away the stress. Have her face the challenges of the next day. Go in the rooms and pray over my boys. God, make them the men you've called them to be. Make them the men that you decide designed for them to be. Help them to embrace the assignment that you've given them for them to carry out. Because they don't have to. They don't have to. Saul himself, although he was allowed to be king, he rebelled against God's assignment. And so that's the kind of man we need to be. But how do you do that? It's hard for you to live in sin if you're constantly in the presence of God. That's why that, that early devotion, and when I say early, it may not be 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. It may be 7 o'clock, whatever works for you. But it's incumbent upon all of us as men of God to have that time of worship and fellowship with God. The time to just you and him, and you letting him know how you feel about him, not just asking God, not just complaining about the challenges that you're having, but, Lord, in spite of it all, I'm worshiping you. I'm giving you praise.
2: So there's, there's A lot of people on the
0: line that may not do that devotion is that anybody in here that can tell how that worship um, early morning
2: worship or, or,
0: or praying over your family? How has helped and changed your life? Anybody want to share? Well, I mean, naturally, it's like anything else. You you have to equip yourself with the word. you have, Before you walk out of the house every day, the enemy's going to launch them attacks. He's going to launch them gossip. It's just like being a professional athlete. You can't go and play a game without training and training and training. Being in that word is training. Saying your confessions is training, and and not only for the enemy, but it strengthens you as well. So what you want to do is you want to equip yourself before you leave the house every morning for any anything that you come against because naturally your th- your flesh is going to react first. But when you got that word in you, it'll, it'll click. It'll be like, well, hold on. This morning I read my word and it was – you know what I mean? It, and, it, and it kind of prepares you for any situation. You know what I mean? It's not the enemy, not saying his attack isn't effective because it is a lot of times, but you equip yourself and you're ready and, and, and whatever you got, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's You know that you're covered. You see what I'm saying? So that's kind of how it works for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I try to model this too in my home. Um, and I have two kids, one on the way uh, about a week from now.
1: Amen. <laughs> so, um, we <laughs> might not, yeah. Right? <laughs> Keep
0: us in prayer, please. But, um, um, every night, uh, I go in and I pray over my kids,
1: and we yeah. have we have prayer time, we have worship time to the point now where they expect it now. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, a, it's a cry of my heart that my children will
0: one day grow up and, um, you know, be a man and a woman, women of God that also are not a burden to society and, and, and want to make an impact in the lives of their generation. And so, um, you know, I model this in my home, and it, it blesses me, but, like, my children, like, they start desiring it. Now, like, if I'm, like, look like I'm going to bed, like, Daddy, you didn't pray with me, you know? And so now they expect it, and, and even for them, like, I, there's been times when i walked in and they're praying on their own. I'm like, what? They're three and four. You know, so it, it blesses me when i when we of that in as our in our home um the peace is there when we do that train up a child in the way that he should go he is older, he shall not depart from it. will go somewhere else, but they will never forget my dad is crazy they'll never forget, and even if they rebel against what you know, even if they rebel against what's inside never depart from, and eventually, if they get up, the circle right back. Right. That's the one for me. You my heart to to I, I And I can attribute to that because I went through the same thing. I grew up without a father in my home, you know, but thank God for a praying mama. You know, my mother, I can remember uh, going to school, she would make us get into a circle, and we'd pray every morning. Every morning. That is one of the best memories that I've ever had. It was hard for sometimes for me to even get a girlfriend because she'd be like, what's that oil on your head? My mom, my mom, y'all think I'm joking. My mom would play. She'd go get her daughter oil, and she would put a cross on my forehead in the morning. And I bet I would even thought about wiping it off. I'd be like, oh, go get me if I wipe it off. So I kept it on my head, and then we would go to school like that every morning. And then eventually as we got older, she would allow me and my brothers, we would go around in a circle and pray. We will pray. We will pray. And then when everybody got through praying, you know, we'd, we'd start our day. Well, every morning i do the same thing with my children, every morning. And, and if I have them before they get out of the car, oh, they're going to remind me, uh, Daddy, we need to pray, you know. So those seeds that was planted in me, I'm now pouring it into them knowing that they're going to do the same thing for their family, you know. And 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 just like Brother Mark said, it equips us to go to war, because you know, Brother, we're in a battle. It equips us to go to war every morning, but a, a, a multimillionaire told me, I was like, what do you attribute your success to? He said, I get up every morning at 5, 6 a.m., and I spend two hours on my knees with God. He said, Half the battle before other people even wake up. I've already won. I've already, I'm walking in victory by 8 a.m. So anything that I deal with is easy throughout the rest of my day because I've already won the victory. I've already been equipped. Everything else just falls right into place. And that goes on to say, when you put God first, all these other things shall be added. There's a scripture in the Bible, and it's just one little phrase. It ain't nothing deep. It ain't nothing that God's commanding everybody to do. But I read something one time that says, Jesus rose early. There's something about when you get up early in the morning, and as Brother Ty just said. When you let God have that first portion of your day,
3: yeah,
0: it just gets you ready. It gets you ready for those battles. Cause the Bible says that they're going to be on. The weapons of our warfare, those, those things that the devil has planted, they're going to beat it. They're going to come, and sometimes it'll look like they're actually working. But God said that they won't
2: prosper.
0: That means at the end of the day, I'm coming out on top because he's already ordained. He's already ordained. Ah, bless God. This is good, brother. We could be another two or three hours. Let's move on to the
2: next,
0: Let's move on to the next one. Somebody got Samuel 16, 23. First Samuel. Go ahead and read that. And then, and then 2 Samuel 6 and 5.
1: When the, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. 2
0: Samuel six,
1: six, five. Yeah, so yeah. So, and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments, Made, from, made of fir wood, even on harps and on pastorals and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals.
0: That first verse talks about that David was a Northern, he was an anointed musician, gifted music. The Bible says that he placed skillfully on the instruments. But God gave him that gift. And Also, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. All of us in here got gifts. Yes. Your gifts may be different from mine, but all of us got gifts. And every gift that is given comes from above, but they're coming from above into us so that we can use them for God's glory. One of the things that David did was that he played skillfully on the, on, on the instrument, and he drove the evil spirit from Saul. The Bible says that God allowed an evil spirit to visit Saul every now and then, just a to ton, ton, because he disobeyed God. So he allowed that. But David was placed right there that when that happened, he would play and the anointing from his music would calm Saul's spirit. Just calm him right on down. The Bible says that he played all kinds of instruments, and the reason why God makes this so important is because every one of us got gifts, but they are to do what? They are to help somebody else. There are some of you that right now, if we just gave you a topic, just start speaking. And just like Jesse Williams the the other night on the BET Awards, everybody in the room would be listening. Everybody, because that's your gift. That's your anointing. And I don't mean just some talent that you develop, but there's an anointing for you to do something, And whether it's different from mine or from Josh or from Mark, you've got to give. And it's up to you to seek the Lord to find out what that gift is. But this is the key, that whatever it is, you give it back to God. You may be a shrewd businessman. You just think business. You know how to make money. You know how to make things turn. You know how to make deals come back in your favor. It's just a part of your DNA. That's a gift that God has given. But as a man of God, we have to show the world that what I do is I take that gift and I give it back to God. And it not only blesses everybody else around me, but it blesses me as well. It blesses my family. Okay? And that's another whole uh, teaching there because a lot of times we as Christians, I think we're getting a little better at it now. But here we 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 will misguide it to think that if you're a, a man of God and you can't have nothing, you do not supposed to have nothing, you know, ain't nobody in your family supposed to have nothing. You know, you're supposed to be look all measly and miserly and humble and up. The humility is in your heart. But I, I can rock a a, a $2,000 suit, and I ain't going to be feeling no shame about it. Yes. Try it. Right. Okay? I ain't going to feel no shame about it. You want to give me a Maybach? I will draft you. <laughs> all right? I will draft you. you can yeah. say, you ain't no real Christian. But I'm going to keep my car. Yeah. All right? So that's what we gotta understand. That whatever gifts God gives, you, whatever He's planted inside of you, whatever you know that when you do it, it works. That's God's gift. Give it back to Him, and you give it back to Him. He multiplies it and He blesses Everybody, okay. story. Comment. Somebody. See that?. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. There's another scripture. That's First uh, Samuel. Who has it? First Samuel, eleven two through five. Read that for me please. First Samuel eleven, two through five. How are we doing real time? Okay, all
2: right, we're
3: gonna look out past you. And they have Ephemini From this this do I make a that I may thrust out all your right eyes led for a
0: reproach upon Israel, all Israel. And the elders of Jabash said unto him, Give us seven days respite that we may send messengers unto all the coasts of Israel. And then, if there be no man to save us, we will come out the Then came messengers of Gibeah and Saul, and told, is it 2nd, is it 2nd 11, 2nd 11?
1: I, I, I got you, I got you. When I, I know. All right. <laughs> all right. And it
0: came to pass, in an evening, evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in upon him, and he lay with her, she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. You know where I'm about to go right now. Brothers, I I, I do men's retreats and men's workshops all the time. And every time I do this, when I go around the room, if I were to ask every man in here, I'm not going to do it today, but if I were to ask every man, what's your biggest challenge? Maybe may not be everybody, but I guarantee you 95% of us would say women. David was very much man, and he wasn't ashamed of it. He loved himself women. And his boy uh, Solomon was the same exact way. You know, Solomon was the wisest man in the world. You couldn't tell Solomon he wasn't wise. But at the end, Solomon had a 1,000 wives and about 750 concubines, girlfriends. He, this thing about flesh. And so what we got as men, uh, as brothers and as men of God, we can't play around with this. Stuff. There are a lot of times when I, when, I, when, I, when I go to a place for the first time, my greatest challenge is standing in the uh, word. My greatest challenge is standing on my knees and praying. I believe that those may be challenges, but I also believe that because we're in this flesh and the body, yes. when it comes down to women, when it comes down to sexual desires, when it comes down, and you may say, but, Doc, you married. Come on. You ever know that. Come on. You devil, some, some, of the, some of the biggest temptations that I've encountered has been after I said I did. Didn't necessarily mean I gave in, did anything, but some of the biggest you, you out of town, you out of this convention, you know, you ain't seen her since
3: college. Gosh, she's fine now. Here's my number.
0: Hmm. Wife ain't gonna know nothing.
3: It's real. <laughs> it's
0: a it's, it's a real thing. When David looked over there and saw that sheba, out there naked, he went and when he said, "Well, who is that woman?" The first thing Joab told him, "That's Uriah's wife. That's Uriah's wife. That's Uriah's wife." Go get her. And so, brothers, that's the That's the reason why, number one, we must be real. And I've heard brothers play, God, take these desires away. Brother, don't pray it. No. Don't pray that. God ain't going to take no desires away from you. God ain't going to take that away. That's part of his plan. But you've got to be what? Discipline in the word, discipline in spirit that you won't cross that line. Talk to somebody. Experience.
4: I will say that I am, I personally am thankful that you just mentioned that because my wife is going out of town in about one to two weeks. Yeah, so I, I and I, I was going to actually have my guard down if you didn't just say that and if we didn't just talk about this because I I wasn't even thinking about it and I'm like I'm like I might need to make sure I'm ready for this and so because because I'm newly married so we just got married in August so one year anniversary is coming up and so thank you thank you and so so this will be the first time we've actually gonna be, we're going to be separated in this way where she's going out of town and I'm going to just be at home being idle and so um so definitely I just need to make sure I'm equipped for this though. So. Like, I'm about, like if you need anything you just you call me, I'll come over so, so, praise God, I just want to say thank you for that because I needed that
0: so I'm single actually, and like I told you, I work at the airport, and the checkpoint I work on is an international checkpoint, and everybody's coming back from the aisle and overseas and I mean these chicks have on nothing and see through this thing it's i mean it's 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 I mean, it's a daily challenge to just stay in. I mean, just the thoughts alone, you know, it's a, the thoughts is a seed. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta stay in that word, man. You got, you got to. You know what I mean? you will be out there somewhere. You know what I mean? That's yes, it. The Bible says guard your mind. Guard your mind and your heart. I'm telling you something. Let's read some comments off of Facebook. We're broadcasting live right now. Demond Military. said that's real-life issues, brother, to talk about. Somebody also said, um, "How can you determine your gift other than through prayer?" Some may not know what their gifts are. Somebody else said, "Y'all brothers keeping it real this morning." We do struggle with women, so thank you for the comments that's on uh, Facebook this morning. And also, if you want to make a comment on the phone call, please feel free to do so. Since we we, we're getting short on time, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. I'm gonna go straight to. I'm going to skip down to the value of a brother. This is one of my favorites. When I wrote a book called Healing the Hearts of Broken Men. And in that book, I talk about the importance of accountability. And one of the chapters is called Never Walk Alone. Brothers, we're talking real today. As soon as we walk out of this door, the devil is going to start with something. You're going back to the airport. You know, you're going to your, your respective job. The devil got something already lined up. I say it this way, and I'm going to make it short. Every brother in this room and every brother in the faith has to have an accountability partner. You need at least one brother that you can call at any time and you can be real with, that you can be real. If I can't be real with Josh, then he ain't really my accountability brother because he can't hold me accountable for something that I won't be truthful about. So every person, every man in the kingdom, we need at least one brother that we can call when we really, when we, when we feeling a little shaky.
3: When we feeling down
0: there, we can say, hey, man, I need you to pray with me. I need you to cover me right now. Hey, man, so-and-so just called. And I know I ain't got no business. Uh, I shouldn't answer the call. I shouldn't even spent more than a minute on I shouldn't even been on the phone, but I was sat there for 10 minutes. And I'm worked up, brother, and I'm about to get in my car right longer now. Can you, meet, can you meet me at Bojangles or something? I ain't even hungry, but can you meet me there? You see what I'm saying? That's accountability. You can't walk alone. The reason why God says that is because you get out there by yourself, devil whip you all up. And that, that day when I'm weak, I need, I need my brother Tim here to be strong so that he can what? He can pray me through this thing. And at the end of the day, we both win. We both win. We won't even go through that whole thing about uh, Jonathan and David, but John, David understood something, that God gave him a friend. And all people, some, sometimes people call it perversion, and they're, they're naming all kinds of stuff, but that's the way the world looks. But you know when God has given somebody, you're giving you somebody's heart, and that even when you ain't thinking about them, they're praying for you, does no matter what time you call them, that they're willing to pray for you or they just shoot you a text. My brother here, my Brother he'll just say, "Stop, just thinking about you, man, just send up a prayer for you. Hope your day going well. You'd be surprised what that does. One time he did that, and right at the same time that he sent me one, I was text about to hit send. The exact same thing. Bro, thinking about you, glad you are. Uh, you know, hope your day is going well. Praying for you that all goes well for you today. You need that accountability partner. And, and, and you can have more than one, but you definitely need at least one that you can pray with, that you can be real with, that you can say, bro, I messed up. I, I messed up. I tried to be strong, but I messed up. That's the kind of Because other than that, we'll find ourselves falling and falling, trying to do it alone. But in God's word, the Bible said, to walk together, touching and green on anything, whatever we ask shall be done unto us. So have that accountability part, and be among the brothers because that's important that we as a coalition of men of God, that we lean on one another. That helps keep us accountable because you're going to be flesh until you die. You're going to be flesh. You're going to have challenges until you die. So what we have to do is do what you just said, God, your heart. I'm pretty much done here. Um, uh, the only other thing was that David understood the mercy of God. Learn to forgive yourself. Guys, that's hard for us. That's hard for us. Ladies will forgive us and they will forgive themselves. But when we know we've messed up, even after it's been brought to our forefront, unless we just cocky and bullheaded, sometimes it's hard for you inside to get up, dust off, and keep on moving. When David slept with Bathsheba, she got pregnant. God spoke and He said, he, he God spoke through the prophet and said, "Now the baby's not going to live. David's going to die. But I've forgiven you and I've blotted out your sin." They fasted. David wouldn't eat. He put his face down against the wall. And after the baby finally died, David got up and said, I understand God's mercy. This is done. Now I need to get up and go and be the man God called me to be. When you make a mistake, and sometimes you will, pray, get it off you, turn, aim never to do it again. And even if you do slip again, aim never to do it again. And then accept God's mercy. Why? Because the Bible says every single morning you get up. His mercies are renewed. So it could have been yesterday that you messed up. Your mercy is renewed again today. If you slip today, understand you cannot calculate God's mercy. You repent, you turn, but you forgive yourself and move on because what can the devil do? The devil will take advantage of the fact that you're so down on yourself, you don't know the power that's within. And then all the things that God want to do through you that day, encourage this brother who's about to commit suicide, encourage, encourage this brother here who's having trouble in his marriage, he covers my brother here who, who lost his job. He wants you to speak a word of life. But you soak in with what you did yesterday or six months ago or six years ago or 14 years ago, you still on that and God trying to use you. He ain't thinking about it. Why are you? Th- well, let's get up, brush it off, dust ourselves off, put on God's strength, and walk on in the uh, admonition that God told us to walk in. God bless you, brother. This has been real. It's been real. It's been real. Love y'all, man. Love you One more hand. Let's give a big hand to Doc. One more hand. Thank you, brothers, for coming today. What a
3: great word.
0: What a great word of man's after God's own heart. He painted that picture of David's life, and I hope that it was a blessing to somebody. And I know a lot of you have to get to work. Thank you for joining us on the phone call this morning. Thank you for joining us via live uh, Facebook and Periscope. Uh, What we want to do really quickly, we're going to give everybody about 20 seconds to, we like to end on gratefulness. Tell us a word that you're grateful for today and what we can be praying for. Is there anything that we can be praying for? So we're going to pass the mic around. Just let us know what you're grateful for today because we like to end every Stolen Lunches Bible study with uh, gratefulness, thankfulness, just thanking God for what he's doing in our lives. And what can we pray for you for? My brother over there in the corner, what's your name again? I know what I'm praying for you for (laughs) today. We're all praying for you. And we also like to end on a homework assignment. We want you to go over your notes. This is what I want everybody to do. If you can't remember, please write it down. Stolenlunches at gmail.com is the email. What we want you to do is we want you to email us who your accountability partner is. Somebody made a comment on Facebook and, they, uh, and said somebody who you can be real with without judgment. And if you don't have one, we want to connect you with this community of believers because every brother needs one. that they can call and say, hey, man, I messed up. I'm about to mess up. I mean, if you want to be real with us, we all get at that point. Uh, uh, hey, man, look, I need prayer. Hey, man, I'm about to walk into something. Can you pray for me? Can you touch and agree with me? Not only when you going through, but, man, let me tell you what, God done blessed me with. Somebody to rejoice with, too, because we ain't always going through. Sometimes you just want somebody to be happy for you without judging, you know. So email us who your accountability partner is, and we challenge you to bring them at the next men's Bible study, because we're trying to build a community of believers to keep us strengthened Monday through Friday. Wait, Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday when we shout, but on on Tuesday night, on Saturday night, when uh we're going through some of the most difficult times in our lives. All right. Thank you, brothers. We're going to pass the mic around really quick, and then we're going to let Doc end it in prayer, and we want to say thank you for joining us today. All right. I just want to say that I'm thankful so much for uh, my wife. Uh, she's definitely been the, 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 one of the, the, the pillars of my life uh, for these 28 years, actually a longer than that. We dated for eight years before we got married and uh, have four kids to our union. Uh, so definitely grateful for her. The thing that I'd like you brothers to pray for me is that uh, my third kid, my third kid is uh, 22. He has a case of bipolar. He also has a case of substance abuse. Right now he's incarcerated. Uh, the final decision is coming as to whether or not he will be uh, a judge from a penal standpoint or from a mental health slash substance abuse standpoint. And we know that God already has given us the victory. We just need your prayers that we will stay strong and rejoice when God brings it through. Amen. Uh, thankful uh, for family. Uh, thankful for our friends, uh, my, my life, my health, uh, strength. Um, just uh asking prayer um, going through uh, a couple uh of challenges uh going uh back to school for uh, project management certification i'm currently uh owning a business i'm a mobile food vendor uh working full time working part time so it's it's a lot but uh, i'm
4: i'm i'm thankful uh and i'm i'm glad uh, at the outcome amen so i uh, for me, definitely thankful for my wife as well. Um, again, newly married, and so I um, just really appreciate her. Um, cause, I mean, I'm blessed with a marriage where we haven't had any major orders in our first year. We, we, we did a lot of prep work. And so I'm very thankful for my wife who was patient and kind and um, just willing to go through the, the tribal tribulations with me. And so I just um, – my prayer is that um, you definitely pray over our marriage. Um, I definitely want to make sure I don't um, – sometimes I feel like I can take it lightly and I may not, uh, you know, equip as much. I, I definitely was like today when that Jesus rose early. you mentioned that. And so cause that's one thing I've been kind of thinking about doing, but I haven't implemented in my life. And so, um, so that's definitely one thing I want to, I want to change in my routine. So, cause I contact every day. I pray for my wife and she leaves out. So I want to make sure I'm consistent in that area. And I want to make sure that I'm also well equipped for the battle of the day. And so pray for me in that area. I'm,
0: uh, I'm thankful for so many things actually, but, um, just a brand new start. Uh, actually, today makes two years up in Charlotte, and God kind of just picked me up out of Virginia, where I was from, where I was surrounded by all that, just too much, and 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 just gave me a brand new start. And and, and I would have just appreciated if y'all just pray for me for patience and guidance and just godly discernment in every area in relation to my life. You know, there's so many, like I said earlier, attacks of the enemy that you just want to. You don't want to. The enemy's already working against you. You don't want to be working against yourself, man. And, it, and you know, it's it's just just generally, man. Prayer. We all, you know, same areas, man. You know. I am um, just so thankful for my wife. <laughs> you know, everybody kind of passes by to say that, but like really, we know who we really are. We know what we really deserve, and what God blesses us with. So, I just, um, I'm just thankful for God's faithfulness, also. Um, I just thought back 10 years ago where I was. I just lost a job. Um, My credit was horrible. Um, I was trusting God for this woman um, that God spoke to that was supposed to be my wife and she didn't want to have anything to do with me. She's not my wife now. So God was just faithful. And um, I'm just so thankful for her faithfulness and her love for me, and it continues. She releases me and gives me the ability to go out and, and do what God has called me to do. So I'm thankful for that. I asked you brothers to pray for my brother. Um, He's in the military. Um, About last month, he got into a very major uh, accident doing a live round training in Romania and a a 50 Cal bullet blew up in his face. Doctor said he never see again. Um, Just last week, I got a video that he was looking through his uh, phone, identifying who was on the phone. So the doctor said he never see again. And now in a short time, God has done it. So we're, I just want to ask that you guys pray that he would have 100% recovery, and the Lord would use this situation to to, to catapult him to call God on his life. Uh,
1: so a lot of things come to my head right now, but uh, basically, great, uh, great, great, great talk today. Uh, a lot of things came to mind about talking to the woman, wife leaving our I expect my wife's But yeah, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for what she's done in my life to this point. We all deal with the same struggles. Uh, again, a lot's going on in my head right now. It's hard to me think, think clearly, but I guess pray for my thoughts. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. So this week was very challenging up to this point. Learned a lot of patience. Um, but long story short, it was a great conversation. You got me thinking about a lot. So something that we talk about because a lot going on upstairs. So,
3: yeah. Amen. Good stuff. Yes, I'm just want to say I'm thankful for uh, men of God to be able to fellowship with, connect with, and the whole thing of being able to be yourself uh is important. Um, I'm also grateful for the men in our local church. We have a wonderful men's fellowship. We connect. We're strong and uh we thank God for that. Uh for a prayer request, um, you know, I, I came from Hampton, Virginia, just yeah, about two years. The <laughs> Lord picked me up and placed me right here. That's crazy. Seven five seven, baby. But um but uh yeah, just really uh just doing ministry, just pray for my wife and I as we continue to do the work of the Lord. Uh one of the things one of the challenges is we obeyed the Lord and the money went down. <laughs> so it's like, wow. So it's like being in a fishbowl, he drains the water. So we're like flipping on the rocks in the in the fishbowl. But we know it's him, he's with us. Just your prayers. That we will we will continue to press on in him. Amen. God bless
0: you. All right. Thank you, brothers, for joining us today. You know, I'm not y'all y'all do y'all really think that everybody going to say they thankful for their wife, and I not mention mine, <laughs> and she listed on the line right now. <laughs> I won't be able to go home. <laughs> Am I right? I, I, and I was going to say I'm thankful for, for y'all brothers, but everybody said their wife. I said, okay, she listed. Baby, I'm thankful for you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, we we all thankful for our wives and our family. I believe that. God has partnered up us with some amazing women to help us be better men. You know, it's a reason why we say I better have. But I'm I'm thankful for her, but I'm also thankful for you brothers to be able to have the brotherhood, men to be able to come together and say not only do I want to serve God, but I want to share with other men on how we can be better men. I'm thankful for that powerful word today. I knew you was going to bless this entire room. And I pray that each of you go out and share that word and that you would come back and bring other men and say, there's something good going on with this Bible study. You know, it's helping us through the week and through the month become better men. So that's my prayer request. My prayer request also is that we have a retreat coming up August the 20th and 21st. And um, uh, I'm praying that it's, I need two more men speakers. I'm praying that one of you brothers, two of you brothers, go <laughs> and That's my prayer. I need two, three more men speakers. You know, I was telling Brother Doc when he first came in, the women jump on board. I think we probably have eight, nine women. We got two brothers speaking. And uh, I just, I'm praying for the the men's part of Stolen Lunches Bible study because I believe that the men are the leaders in that home as we're led by God. So now it's time for us to stand up and be leaders. So I'm asking you, brothers, don't let these women show us out. <laughs> and, and August 20th and 21st, and I, if two of you brothers want to come down and share, just like Brother Doc did today, I'll I'll make sure all expenses are paid, you and your spouse or you and your armor bearer or you and your friend. Uh, you know, I'll donate, you know, the expenses of the room and everything. You know, we got two, three preachers in this room right now, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> August 20th and 21st. Some of y'all ain't been on vacation all year long, all year long, so uh, they know who I'm talking to, too. I'm going to leave it alone, though. <laughs> so uh, I, won't, I, I would love for all the brothers to come down August 20th and 21st to Oak Island, Oak Island. If you put it on your calendar, it's nothing but like a hundred and forty dollars, brothers. But like I said, if you want to come down and be a part of it and share with the other men, we just want to get together, fellowship, have prayer, devotion on the beach, and just worship God together, you know, boy we took many a vacation, but how many vacations you took and say we're going to put God first, and we're going to enjoy this with our loved ones and with other brothers that we can commune together and fellowship together and just have a good time, all right? So that's my prayer request. Thank you, brothers. We're going to uh, go to God and pray and let Doc end us, and we're going to let you start your day. We know we're a little bit over, for, but thank y'all, brothers, for saying so much. Bless the man being here. Thank y'all so much. What's your name again? I can get you. John. John. Ray. Mark. Jim. John. I guess that's here. <laughs> Let's pray, brother. Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, we bless you for your word. God, we bless you for your son, Jesus, that you gave, Lord, for all the reasons we are here today. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you imputed unto us, and you gave us, O Lord, to live inside of us. Lord, you chose to dwell in these earthen vessels to empower us, God, to give us, Lord, the might that we have on the inside. I pray, O God, that as we prepare to leave this place today, that you go with us, Lord. Go before us. Send your angels. Dispatch them right now, God. That, O oh God, that you would shape and form our day. Give us every ounce of strength that we need, God, in every area to combat every wild of the devil right now in Jesus' name. Father, not according to our own strength, but according to your word. I pray, oh God, that those things that are targeted toward us, Lord, that you would turn them around in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, even those things you've given us the power to diffuse. Lord, give us the mind, Lord, to know that we are in you and that we can diffuse any wild of the devil. Blessed, I pray, God, these are my brothers that are around this table. You know every one of us, God. You know the hairs on our heads. You know the number of hairs on our entire bodies. And, God, if you know that, you know what we're going through. You know those things that we're rejoicing about. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, these requests that you've heard on this day from every one of us, oh, God. I pray right now, Jesus, that you adhere and incline your ears to these prayers. God, we lift them up before you, Lord. Answer by your spirit. Answer by your power, Lord. Turn things around. Strengthen the marriages, O oh God, I pray. Oh God, I pray that you look on Brother Mark, Lord, even in, this, in, in the workstation that he's in, oh God, that you cover him, that you strengthen him, Lord, that you cause him to be the man you called him to be. Lord, you send him to Charlotte for a reason. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, God, that you bring out everything that you ordained him and you've called him to do. Oh Lord, I pray that you send him, Lord, the soulmate that you've ordained for him, O oh God, that his life may be fruitful and prosperous in the name of Jesus Christ. Continue, O God, to bless Brother Joshua right now. Thank you for his marriage. Thank you for his children. Thank you, Lord, even for the work ethic that you've given him, Lord. I pray, O God, that you bless his family, Lord, beyond his imagination. Every challenge, Lord, I praise you look on on his brother right now, God. Continue to heal him and make him whole in the name of Jesus Christ, God. You know how to lift him up. You know how to give him his sight, Lord, perfectly in the name of Jesus Christ. Do it, I pray now. You know, God, I pray that you look, O God. Brother Tim, look again on him, Lord, and bless him, bless his thoughts, bless his mind, bless his home, bless his marriage, I pray, O God, everything that he's lifted up before you. Address it by power, Lord. Bring him through it, I pray, O God. Give him victory on every side, Lord. Take him from this chapter of his life, Lord, into the next chapter, O God, and make him the man that you designed and called and crafted for him to be. In the name of
1: Jesus Christ, look on
0: Brother John right now, Father. You know, God, that you ordained his life, God, and in this new chapter that he's embarked upon, God, This new business, Lord. I pray, O God, that you, Lord, as you already have your hand in it, cause it to prosper, Lord. And while they go through, Lord, and they go through whatever challenges, Lord, you allow, I pray, O God, that you give them strength. Give them power. Give them your word. Give them your confidence, Lord, to know that you will bring them through. And just like David, O God, I pray that you plant trust within his heart, Lord. Plant patience within their hearts, O God. And give them the vision, Lord, to know that you will bring them through and that their end, their latter end, will be greater, Lord, be greater. Than their beginning, oh God. I pray that you bless his wife, bless, Lord, his family. I pray, O oh God, that you keep their confidence and their trust in you. Look on my dear brother uh, Derek right now, God. Bless him, bless his marriage, bless his wife, Lord. Bless the children, Lord. I pray you bless his business, bless everything about him, God. Thank you for his heart and his hearing your voice, Lord, and his hearing your voice and obeying you, God, to even start such a meeting, Lord, to start such an angle, Lord, where men can come together, worship you, pray. Be real, Lord, discuss, share, Lord, and glean from other brothers. Continue, Lord, to stir his faith, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, for the retreat, Lord, that he's established. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you cause it, Lord, to be the success that it should be. Lord, to be the eye opener, Lord, and the strengthener that it's supposed to be in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray right now, O oh God, for my brother, Brother Greg, right now. Look on him, and I pray You bless him, Lord. You th- I thank you for his business. I thank you, Lord, for giving him, Lord, the faith and the strength, Lord, to step out, Lord on faith as you commanded him to do, Lord. And I pray now prosperity upon prosperity, upon prosperity, Lord, for his business, Lord. Send, Lord, those who will support. Send investors, I pray, O God, who would undergird and undertake his business, O God, and take it to the next level. I pray, O God, that you give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, that you cause his word, Lord, to speak to him in the night hour, how to make the deals, Lord, how to make the decisions, God, cause his business to prosper, that everybody around him will know that he's blessed. Look on my brother Deshae right now, God, Thank you for his marriage. Thank you, Lord, for the newness of it. Thank you, O God, for his wife. I thank you, O Lord, for his realness, his openness, Lord, and his transparency. I pray that you bless their union now, Lord. Strengthen it, Lord. Give them many, 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 many years, Lord, of prosperity. And, Lord, within every challenge, within everything that they face, O God, cause your word to spring up, Lord. Cause your spirit to take over, O God. Use them. Lead them. Show them. Be the examples, God, of what you call marriage to be. Bless him, Lord, when he's home. Bless his wife, Lord, when she's away. I pray, O oh God, that you cover him right now, Lord. And, Lord, all the things you called him to do, cause it to come to in the name of Jesus Christ. God, all that I'm on my mind for to pray for, Lord, all that I'm on my mind for to ask, Lord, undergird and un- undertake, Lord, and do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, bless the rest of this day. Give us your strength, Lord. Give us your power. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you, brothers, for joining us on the phone call. We pray that you go forth and have a great day.